Hey guys, this is the final, the final episode of our hiring process. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. Uh, I've never talked about it on the podcast because, like I said, our mastermind members weren't there yet, but they are there now, which is just a, it's a credit to them, which how quickly they've grown. This podcast has been around for what, about a year? And if you go back, it was mostly episodes about just marketing, hiring, part charging the right price, a lot of that. And we'll never stop doing that because that's the fundamentals of what we do. But in the back of my head, it was always the goal. How do we progress this thing? How do we progress this thing? Well, we had to get into the hiring game because that's how you progress a business is hiring people, onboarding them and growing the team. And so um, I'm really excited and, and happy about being able to do this episode. And again, it's a credit to our mastermind members that they're here. If you missed any of the previous two and you haven't done that, make sure you check those out and we walk through the three-step process that we've used for hiring. Um, Hey, and if you like it, please, if you like this, please share with friends, share with enemies, leave us a five-star review. Uh, We'd really, really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business School for the Rehab Chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. So we're in part three. You understand the fundamentals of hiring. You've done good with your job ad and you've got and hired a candidate and they are starting in your company. Now what? So now what is the most important part? If you start reading on on hiring people, a lot of people say that if you can get the first 90 days correct, you've got a really good chance to have a a foundational staff and team member, or you'll learn in 90 days that they aren't the right person, which is just as important because you don't want to hold on to someone uh, who, who isn't doing their job. And so this You've, you've got this person across the line. They're starting with your company, but now what the hell happens here? What we do in our business, uh, we do something called a 730-90. We do a 730-90. Uh, some people do a, a 30-60-90. And basically that's just days, right? 730-90 for us is a seven-day, a 30-day, and a 90-day onboarding process that we have laid out. So let me just share with you a little bit about this, right? Um, the first thing is even before that seven-day process, some of the boxes that need to be checked in our company is that I will send our uh, our staff member a offer letter, an offer letter. Um, contractually, it's not like a crazy binding like legal agreement that we're signing in blood for. Specifically, the offer letter is something that, at least on a piece of paper, formally gets everyone to understand that it's beyond a verbal agreement. Now, again, there's right to work state and there's all these different hiring rules and laws. The offer letter, like obviously the rule and the laws supersede any of that. But the offer letter, again, just understand what an offer letter is. Everything to that point has most likely been verbal. It allows everyone here to just see it on paper so that we can both agree. The employer and the employee, we have an offer letter just to let people know on what we agreed to, the hours, the this, the that, the pay, and all of that. So we send an offer letter and then we get it signed. And it's great because for me, it's like you talk about all these things with people or you think you do, and then they, you know, you send them an offer letter and they might say, Hey, I just had a question on this. Good. I'd rather have that happen before they start. So number one, they have an offer letter and we sign it. Number two, um, we have a, a handbook. Now I'll be honest with you. Um, 
early on in the company, you know, we were a small bootstrapped company. We didn't have a, a company handbook. This has only been something in the last two years as the company has grown. And uh, where did you get it? So I'll tell you, you can get it a lot of different places. There are people out there that, you know, are sort of outsourced HR people. And you can pay them to sort of help you create one. It's usually templated. It's not, um, most of the stuff is pretty much the same. For through for us, through our payroll company, I pay for an extra component of HR. And so they have templates of handbooks. And basically, we get to, I can go in and sort of edit it to what we need it to be. And so we do now have a handbook that every employee does sign before they do start. And the third step that we do before someone starts is a background check. Um, Again, through our payroll company, we have the ability to do that. But before I had this payroll company, there are companies out there, I think it's $80 to $100 to do a background check. Now, before I do the background check, I always tell the employee the, or the new employee that I'm going to do a background check. And then I always ask them, hey, is there anything that's going to come up on this? And no one's ever said yes. But if they did and explain the situation, um, again, depending on the type of issue, uh, I, I would be, you know, empathetic and willing to sort of work with them so long as they were honest. Now, if they lied to me and said nothing's going to come up and something comes up, that's probably a different issue. But those are the three steps of onboarding for us before they even walk in the door, signed an offer letter, make sure we get a handbook done, and then uh, payroll setup. Payroll setup. A payroll setup and background check. Um, so for us, step one is the seven-day onboarding. So in the first week, we just want to lay out all the things that have to happen. Um, I call the I call the seven day onboarding. It's the oh yes, oh yeah. We need to create a login. Oh yeah, we need to get them access to this. Oh yeah, we need to get them a computer. Oh yeah, we need to do all these. I need to get them work uniforms. Oh yeah, we need to do this. So the seven days, a lot of it is just the oh yes. In the beginning, I didn't know any of them, so we just figured out as we go. But now we have a, a pretty you know standard list of things uh, they need to get their work uniform, their t-shirts. We send them our core values. We send them a, a list of expectations. Um, we, we prepare logins. We get them emails. All those different things that they're going to need, the, oh yeah, you're probably going to need this. We try to do that in the first seven days. And then throughout that process, the first week, depending on your company, you know, if you're small, this might not apply, but we like to have all of our employees just sort of shadow and spend time in as many different places in the company as possible. So we want to, even if you're hired as a marketing assistant, that's just top of mind because that's who we've hired recently. We want them to see patient treatments. We want them to hear phone calls. We want them to uh, sit in on all meetings. You know, in our company, our marketing assistants, um, they they work more so for this coaching business. But in the beginning, they sat in and they still do sit in on the private practice on Strive to Moves team meetings. They've sat at the front desk. Um, they've done all these different things because we just want to get them get them to have a feel of of the company and we want them to sort of see everything. So in that first week, it's the ad, those oh yeahs and just to kind of get them in all the different positions in the company. Um, it is very, very much laid out. So we have very specific guidelines. And again, I share all of this. I have templates and macros that I give to my mastermind members um, so that they can create this for themselves. And you would do this for every position, marketing, sales, uh, Cairo, anything like that. After that, we move to a 30-day, 30-day position. And so in the 30 day, uh, we should be beyond all the basics, all the like logins and all that. And now we want to start getting them into being able to complete tasks. We want to get them to start, you know, sitting into what their role is going to be. So the way I think about 30 day onboarding a lot is, is, is this philosophy. Number one, it's you watch me, right? So the new employee watches me, the boss, so to speak, right? 
And then the next step is uh, I watch them. So let's just use an example. Let's say how to write emails. Right? Let's say it's a marketing assistant and we're sending out broadcast emails. You know, They just watch me do it. They see the copy. They see we create content. So they watch me. And then I want to watch them, what they would create. And then usually we'll do it together. So that's like step three. And then the final step is they do it and I check it. Right. So in the first 30 days, whatever those tasks are going to be, that's how we sit through it. Now, the other thing that I would say, understanding and onboarding over 30 days is you have to sit down as the leader and understand, uh, you know, the level of task that the person is completing. So let's just move to a chiropractor real quick. Uh, In the first 30 days, absolutely, you need to have this person treating patients, though, though. It, they might not be taking solo discovery visits or evaluations because that in our world is like a sales process. And that's a really high level, hard skill to do specifically at our price points. And so within 30 days, typically we won't have that as one of our requirements is that they don't have to master our sales process in that 30 day period, but they do need to be able to like treat patients and fundamentally be able to do all of that. So that's how we think about the 30 day. Now, by 90 days, 90 days is three months. And it's, you know, by 90 days, we should have a pretty good idea of if this person's going to work or not. So for us, you know, when we hire a Cairo as an example, by 90 days, we do want them to be able to conduct their own discovery visits. We do want them to be able to do their evals. Now, it might be a situation where we have another doctor with them who might be more experienced to sort of, you know, uh, guide them through the process. But by three months, if they're if they have are incapable of doing what we need them to do, we have an issue. If it's an admin style role, ninety days in through the for like let's say super bills under no circumstance can they not do a super bowl bill? That should be like a week. Um, I would want that admin to be able to be on the phone, to be able to do past patient follow up, to be able to kind of be autonomous in their role, specifically if you're a Cairo and treating patients. And so that's just a, a good idea, right? A good. Uh, program. Mainly, here's what I would say at the most basic level, uh, understand this. If what I'm saying now is overwhelming and seems crazy to you, I understand. However, if you have never done this before and are hiring people, I would say you have to start. You have to start. The beginning, I'm less concerned that your onboarding is perfect and I'm more concerned that you're doing it. I can tell you from experience our staff has told us the fact that they come in with objectives and measures and it's on paper and on purpose is way more important than actually the things in it being perfect. People want to be led. They want to know that there's a plan. Our onboarding now is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. It'll change and it'll get better over time. It is not as efficient as it needs to be. There are a lot of flaws. However, we are better than 90% of people out there simply because we do it. So if you're out there and overwhelmed, again, you just got to start. Get on the same page, put it on paper, just get it going. I promise you, you are doing more than 90% of companies out there and you will stand out in the crowd if you do it. Remember, 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 I'm going to leave you with this. You need to be different, right? One of the ways to stand out and separate yourself as a small business is to do things like hiring processes, do things like onboarding. Why? Because most companies don't. You hire someone yesterday and you expect in a week that they figure it out. That's not how reality is. And so if you want to stand out or, you know, humbly, if you think that we've done a pretty good job in our companies here, uh, if you've met our team, I think you would agree because they're outstanding humans and outstanding people. The only way that happens is the stuff that I'm telling you here. There's no secrets. 
And we write good job ads. We spend time on the hiring process. We onboard people appropriately. It's not perfect, but again, it's better than most people because most people don't do it. So if you have any interest in growing your business, if you have any interest in hiring team members, I would just recommend going back over these last three episodes and spending the time. If you're going to invest in yourself, you got to invest in your people. If you're going to invest in your business, it's going to be around people. So some of you might not be ready for this today, but you will be one day. Some of you guys are in this position and stuck in your business. You need this. And if you're out there, if any of these past three episodes of hiring and onboarding resonated with you and you think that's where your company is stuck, come talk to us. Uh, we are in the throes of that right now. Our mastermind members that I started with early that were just getting their business off the ground, now they're in the throes of hiring. And um, if you can get the, the first couple hires right in your company, the uh, growth is going to be enormous. How do I know? Because that's what happened to us. So if you're stuck, if your business isn't growing, if you're not sure what to do next, I encourage you to reach out. Uh, we're going through this right now. We have all types of onboarding process and job ad processes uh, in our mastermind. So you will get access to all of those in the program. Uh, but if not, the last three episodes is a is a really, really good start for each and every one of you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, subscribe, share it with friends. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you.